the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. In our own life experiences, we have witnessed the general devastation of mediocre living. We have also witnessed those who have risen above it no matter what challenges they face. The Bible tells us that nothing is too hard for God. With God, all things are possible. Any one of us can be an overcomer if we look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Fear not, for God is not. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander continues to set the record straight. However, you do get to choose what you are going to think and meditate on. There are some things you can't control, but you do get to choose what you will meditate and think on. And the scripture tells us exactly what we ought to be meditating on so that we will have a healthy mind. If you implement Philippians 4, 8, your mind will become a balanced mind, a healthy mind, a spiritual mind, a God-centered mind. You will cultivate the mind of Christ. You get to choose what you think and meditate on, which determines if you live a defeated life or a victorious life. If you have a negative or pessimistic outlook on life, you will struggle to encourage others. If you, if you have a negative, pessimistic outlook on life, you're going to struggle to encourage others. And number seven, this is a big one, and I'm going to label on this one a while. Uh, you cannot encourage others if you possess an angry spirit. You cannot encourage others if you possess an angry spirit. Ecclesiastes 7.9 says, do not hasten in your spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. An angry spirit will make a fool out of you. An angry spirit will cause you to cross the line. You say things that will just devastate the lives of people. Ephesians 4, 26 and 27 also says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place for the devil. The longer you're angry, the greater opportunity for Satan to exploit you. He loves it when you remain in a state of anger because you are a breeding ground to just wipe people out with your tongue. So you cannot be an encourager until you're healed of your anger. So how can you be healed of your anger so that you can encourage others? Somebody said, I ain't angry, ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. Okay, well, let's just check you out. How can you be healed of your anger so that you can encourage others? Number one, trusting in Christ as your personal savior and giving your anger to Jesus is the surest way to be healed of your anger. 
You got to believe the gospel. The, you say, well, what is the gospel? First Corinthians chapter 15, verses three and four is the gospel. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's the gospel that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Th that's why we celebrate Christ. Christmas. He, God in a manger. He was born of a virgin, born fully God and fully man, grew up and was that most perfect holy example and then died on that cross as our divine substitute to save us from our sins. And not only did he die on that cross, but he was buried according to the scripture and he rose from the dead. And not only did he rise from the dead, but this same Jesus that rose is coming back again. Amen. Beloved, Jesus is the answer for healing your anger. Secondly, you must admit that you have a problem with anger and refuse to live in denial. Now, some folk are angry, but they won't own up to it. And therefore, it lingers in you uh, perpetually. You must admit that you have a problem with anger and refuse to live in denial. First uh, John 1 9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You confess your sins. In other words, you agree. You say, we say what does it mean to confess your sins? It, it means to agree with God about your sins, whether it's a sin of stealing, sin of backbiting, jealousy, whatever it is, and the sin of anger. God, I must confess. I agree with you that I have anger and you plead the blood of Jesus over it, and he purges your sin. James 5.16a also says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Not only do you agree with God, but then you confess that to others. Perhaps it's your wife, a husband, a brother, a sibling, a co-worker, or, or whomever. I'm going to tell you something else about anger. Let me give you another dimension. Anger does not always reveal itself with screaming. Anger does not always reveal itself with yelling, being aggressive, and a destructive behavior. That's, that's one sign of it, and we see a lot of that around. But I'm going to tell you something. Anger can also be subtle. It can be, anger can be deceitful. Grumbling under your breath. Rehearsing your hurt in your thoughts. Refusing to talk to folk you're angry with, ignoring the person you are angry with, uh, intentionally snobbing and avoiding them, and even quietly undermining the person you're angry with. In other words, you're getting them back underneath, underneath. You see, that's evil. Prolonged anger will destroy your health, raise your blood pressure, Take away your sleep. It'll give you ulcers. Prolonged anger will shipwreck your family, your reputation, and your destiny. Only when you are healed of your anger will you be able to encourage others. Number three, you can be healed of your anger by seeking biblical counseling. Proverbs 15:22 says, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Listen, you don't watch your house burn down and don't call the fireman. Oh, it's burning down. I guess I'll call the fire department next week. Somebody say, take him to the house. He needs to go to some kind of mental institution because you, you want help. Sometimes you get the water hose. It's not doing nothing. You're trying to put it out. 
you know, uh, you, you won't help immediately. Refuse to see your life, your family, your career destroyed because of your failing to seek out godly counsel. And what keeps you from getting help is your own pride. And pride comes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Number four, to be healed of your anger, you must refuse to allow unresolved issues to build up until you lose control of yourself. To be healed of your anger, you must refuse to allow unresolved issues to build up until you lose control of yourself. Proverbs 29, 11 says, a fool gives vent to his spirit. In other words, he just goes off, say what a sheet, they say whatever they want to say, slap the kids down, threaten the wife, pull their hands back like they're going to hit even if they don't hit. And some wives will hit a husband. But a wise man, a woman, quietly holds it back. My friend, if you do not have the Holy Spirit living with you and you get him when you receive Jesus as your personal savior, then you do not have the ultimate restrainer to control your emotions. You need the Holy Spirit, who is the ultimate controller of your emotions living inside of you. You can never trust your emotions, but you can always trust the Holy Spirit, who is God living in you. Your anger will diminish when the Holy Spirit is in charge of your life. Number five, be determined to attack the problem and not the person. That's big. Be determined to attack what? The problem and not the what? Person. Galatians 5. 15 says, if you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. In other words, be alert and aware of Satan's schemes in our conflicts with others, for he is the real enemy. It is not that person. It is Satan that's orchestrating behind the scene and you're falling prey right into his hands. For Satan is the real enemy. It is not the person. It is Satan who wants to destroy you. John 10, 10, a says the thief who is the devil does not come except to steal and kill and to destroy. You're trying to destroy other people and end up destroying yourself sooner in the process. You dig a ditch for others and you fall in the ditch first. And it takes a lot of energy to orchestrate evil. And, and a lot of you are wasting energy on things that will come to absolutely nothing because it ain't of God. Look how quiet he got there. If, it, if it's not of God, it's not going to come in. Matter of fact, you get humiliated. You get humiliated. God embarrass you for trying to do what you do when you know, when you know better. You know better. For all, now listen, I want you, all you military people, I, I'm talking to all of y'all, but particularly right now, the military personnel. For all you military personnel, it is possible for you to win battles fighting for your country and then allow Satan to cause you to lose the battle for your family. Yeah. Think about that. You, you win a battle over here, and you win a skirmish over here, and you went took this nation out, you went over, and then you come home, and you lose your wife. You, lo you, lo you, you lose your husband, you lose your children. 
You love, what does it profit you to win all these battles, to be generals and colonels and whatever you are and lose your home? Number six, to be healed of your anger. Ask the Lord to help you to think before you speak. Ooh, how many of y'all wish y'all had, did, had done some, some, some thinking before you spoke? How many of you said words you wish you can get back to this day? Here, my, my hand's going like this. Or oh, maybe y'all said it all right all the time. Here, my hands, my feet, and everything. You, 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 talk, you need to talk to yourself. Did, Randa, did, did, did I really have to go there? Was that, was that really redemptive? What did God think about what I just did? What I just said? How did, how did what I say advance the kingdom? And why do I feel good thinking like that? What's motivating me to be underhanded? What's motivating me to be a, a backstabber? What do I have to gain from satanic activity? And that's exactly what it is. Are y'all still out there? <laughs> Listen. My dear, James 1.19 says, my dear beloved brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen. Don't talk too much. Some of you, you can't listen. You're talking. You can't hear your spouse because you got to talk. And, they, and you're thinking up your answer while they're talking, so you're still not listening. <laughs> you got to be slow to speak and slow to become angry. God gave us the capacity to think and reason. And when we allow our mouth to go ahead of our thinking, it stirs up our anger and creates havoc. When you think, listen at this, when you think before you speak, you give the Holy Spirit an opportunity to work on your behalf. Now, if you don't think before you speak, you give the devil a whole lot of opportunity. Uh, the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom when you think before you speak. The Holy Spirit will give you patience when you think before you speak. The Holy Spirit will give you a spirit of calmness in your spirit when you think before you speak. As a matter of fact, a, a soft answer is what's needed to diffuse anger. Proverbs 15, 1 says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Beloved, you cannot encourage others with your words unless you are growing spiritually in every dimension of your life to include your speech. Others will be more inclined to accept the truth from you if you speak the truth. Listen to this. More people will more, be more inclined, your wife, your husband, your children, your co-workers, all neighbors, Others will be more inclined to accept the truth from you if you speak the truth at the right time, in the right tone, and in the right spirit. If you do that, half the battle is won, y'all. <laughs> what did I just say? At the right what? Time. With the right what? Tone. And, in, and with the right what? Spirit. Time, tone, spirit. When you are growing spiritually in Christ, he will spiritually transform your language. He will refine your speech. He will tone down your speech. And only then will you be able to encourage others. Number seven, you cannot be healed of your anger until you are willing to forgive and let go and not hold a personal grudge against others. That's why some of you are angry because of your inability to forgive and let go. You got to go back and keep revisiting it. 
20 years later, you're still being, you're being eaten up by that issue. Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. God forgave you, and then you can turn around and can't forgive others. Forgiving is so essential to getting rid of anger because it will keep you from destroying your life. Forgiveness keep you from destroying your family, destroying your wife, your children, your husband, your Christian testimony. It will even keep you from destroying your future, your destiny. Number eight, your anger will dissipate when you accept the things you cannot change and press on. I'm almost done. Your anger will dissipate when you accept the things you cannot change and press on. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Now listen, listen, listen. Your anger will wane when you accept the things you have absolutely no control over. Over. This will keep you from becoming angry and frustrated when challenging things intrude into your life. Be encouraged. God is at work even when we do not understand the reason for our adversity. Be mindful. God is sovereign over whatever difficulties you may be going through in your life. What are the difficulties that you may not have any control over? A, a stroke. You can, do, you can exercise. I know people who are healthy who've had a stroke. Severe stroke. You, you eat healthy, you do all the right thing, and you get cancer. Some of you, it's arthritis. I mean, I, I, I try to do the right thing, but look at physical disabilities. What about unrelenting pain? Now, some of you, you, you live in pain, you walk in pain, you sleep in pain. Raise your hand if you, if you, have, you deal with the issue of pain so people can just see. Keep, keep your hands up. Just keep, hold them up. Look, just pain. Just pain all around. Pain. Thank you. Pain. Pain. And you ask yourself, Lord, how long? How long? Some of you is mental health. Others is Alzheimer's. You took every kind of pill to keep that Alzheimer's away. And you, you did what they told you to do, but it came. Loss of employment, death of friends and loved ones. You can't control what people do, even rejection. When people want to reject you, you can't say, unreject me. I mean, you're going to face rejection. That's a part of life. Uh, The reality of divorce. And listen, the bad decisions our children and our grandchildren make, you have absolutely no control over it. I know it's a lot of y'all in here, a lot of us in here, all you wish you could, can get in your children. And you say, oh, Pastor Drake must be having some true, big problems. No, I'm just speaking because we all in the boat together. Amen? Amen? And just because your child is doing well today don't mean they won't be doing well tomorrow. Do I have a witness? And you, you cannot control uh, what your children do once they leave that house. house. Uh, you wish they could be, you don't know what they're doing now. Now, don't think so hard. Stay with me now. Don't, keep, keep your mind on the message, and that'll give you peace. <laughs> Some of y'all never get back to the message. You say, what are they doing? What are they doing? Okay, a few things that I'm done. What are some examples of how you can encourage others? And we'll be done. What are some examples of how you can encourage each other? Number one, never doubt the power of showing appreciation in the lives of others. Never doubt showing appreciation in the lives of others. Hebrews 3.13 says, be encouraged 
but, but encourage one another every day. It says every day we ought to find ways to encourage others. Your words of affirmation have tremendous power to lift the spirit and maybe the only appreciation one may receive. Appreciation is simple to give and bring lasting rewards. Secondly, how do you encourage others? Praise often. Do not wait for formal opportunities or a special day to say thank you. The minute you notice someone doing something right, tell them about it. You can say, I'm glad you thought of that idea. Or you can say, thank you for being here early today. You can say, I really appreciate what you're doing for our teenagers. Instant affirmation is always best. Second Corinthians 7, 4 says, I have the highest confidence in you and I take great pride in you. You have greatly encouraged me and made me happy despite all my troubles. There are military persons in here who need encouragement. They are ju- just because a person is a lieutenant colonel, a general, uh, or whatever they are, doesn't mean that, well, they got all that rank. They must have it together. Ah, don't, do, don't go there. Everything that look good ain't good. No, no, no. You must encourage. The three, number three, praise sincerely. The only word of caution regarding appreciation is that it must be heartfelt. 1 Peter 1, b says, so now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters love each other deeply with all your heart. People can spot false praise a mile away and it only discredits the giver. Genuinely notice, respect, and appreciate people and tell them you both will be the better for it. Uh, two more and I'm done. You bless people when you praise them in writing. Philemon 19a says, you says a scripture on that? Yes. I, Paul, am writing with my own hand. <laughs> with my own hand. Some of y'all text, 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 smiley face, text, text, smiley face. No, that's, that's all you got. Go on and give it. Go on and give it. Go on, go on, go on, go on. Even in this electronic age, people value a handwritten note of thanks. In fact, they may value it more highly because of the time and effort it requires. Keep a box of thank you notes nearby and send them out regularly. If possible, enclose a financial gift to bless them. Even if you do not have much, your small gift will not go unappreciated by them. And number five, finally, praise publicly. Praise publicly. Sometimes people will say in private what they will not say in public. That's a big one, y'all. Hold your seats. Sometimes people will say in private what they will not say in public. You must not have reservations about saying publicly what you say in private. If you can give a good word about a person in, in private, you ought to be able to give that same word in public. If you are critical and negative of someone privately, then you will not be able to praise and appreciate that same person publicly. In Matthew chapter 8, verses 5 through 10, Jesus publicly praised the centurion who came to have his servant healed in front of those who followed him. Jesus said publicly, publicly, assuredly I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Public appreciation. In closing, shower words of appreciation today 
before death takes away your opportunity to bless others and your words of encouragement are left unheard. James 4.14 says, Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Because life is so short, ask God to put within you a spirit of encouragement and refuse to take those you love for granted. Love your kids today. Love your wife. Love your husband. Love your siblings. Make up today. This should also be extended to your co-workers, your neighbors, your brothers and Sisters in Christ need encouraging. The leadership of this church need encouragement. My wife and I need encouragement. Uh, the children need encouragement. The teenagers need encouragement. The young adult needs encouragement. The senior citizens need encouragement as they move on in life. The stranger on the street need encouragement. The person at the cleaners, when you get your clothes clean, need encouragement. The mail carrier needs encouragement. The, the delivery driver needs encouragement. The waiter and waitress need encouraging. The car wash attendants need encouragement. The house cleaner needs encouraging. The landscaper needs encouragement, to name a few. To you active duty, retired military personnel and veterans, we thank you for giving of yourselves sacrificially that we would enjoy the freedoms we have today. You have had to be away from your family. You have had to put yourself in harm's way. You've experienced the death of fellow soldiers. You've lived in foreign lands. You've incurred injuries in the line of duty and you've suffered so much more. This is why we pause to remember, reflect and appreciate your selfless sacrificial service for our nation. Again, we say to you, we thank you, and you are much, much appreciated. And all God's children say it. Amen. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org, where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.